Hello and welcome to Finch Shots Daily. In today's episode, we talk about how and why a detergent company has come to own a specialist pharma company. Before we start today's episode, here's a quick side note from Team Ditto. If you are a person who is great at communicating and are enthusiastic to join our team, Ditto is looking to recruit new insurance advisors. You don't even need to know about insurance. We would train you from scratch and you can enjoy working remotely with a great team. If you are interested or know someone who is, please click the link in the description below. Now, on to today's episode. Remember Nirma? Yes, the same company behind the famous jingle that goes like washing powder Nirma, washing powder Nirma. Well, in case you didn't know, this detergent company is now a full-fledged pharmaceutical company too. That's right. In September 2023, Nirma bought a 75% stake in a listed entity called Glenmark Life Sciences. And it has now launched an open offer to acquire a further 17% of shares from public shareholders at a price of 631.2. Now, there are two questions we need to address here. Number one, why is Nirma getting into the pharma business? And can a company known for washing powder successfully run the show? And number two, what's special about Glenmark Life Sciences? Why buy a business that even its listed parent entity, Glenmark Pharma, doesn't want? Let's start with the first bit. And this is important because it isn't Nirma's first rodeo in the pharma market. In the 70s, a Gujarati chemist, Karsan Bhai Patel, felt that Hindustan Lever's surf detergent packets were too expensive. In those days, it cost 10 to 15 rupees a packet and this kept it out of reach of many households. He wanted to make it a phosphate-free stain removal detergent that all Indians could actually afford. So he began experimenting and soon his efforts bore fruit. He was able to make and sell these packs for just 3 rupees and soon commanded a 60% market share. It was a roaring success. But over time, it felt the need to diversify the business as good competition emerged. And in 2004, it tried to replicate this low-pricing strategy in pharma. It took a bet on an ailing company called Core Healthcare that made IV fluids. But here's the thing. Nirma soon found out that the pharma game was very different from the consumer goods game. Price isn't the only factor that pushes buyers to turn to you. There's the quality factor too. Other small pharma players were able to match Core's price and Nirma couldn't turn things around. Now, you could argue that the difference here could be that Glenmark Life Sciences is already a successful business. It's not floundering as Core Healthcare was. So more than reviving it, it's about maintaining it and simply ensuring that it keeps growing from here. That might be an easier proposition. But Nirma has tried the same strategy in the cement industry too. In 2016, it paid a staggering 9,000 crore rupees to buy the Indian business of Lafarge, one of the largest cement makers in the world. Then in 2020, it went after Imami's cement business too. And by acquiring these businesses, it became the fifth largest cement maker in the country. It called the division Nuoco Vistas and even launched a cement IPO a couple of years ago. But the business hasn't exactly set the markets on fire and the stock price is down 30% since listing. Its cement rivals seem to be faring better. So yes, it's natural to be worried if Nirma will be able to steer the ship at Glenmark Life Sciences in the right direction. But unfortunately, we don't have an answer to that. Now the other question is, what's special about Glenmark Life Sciences? Why buy a business that even its listed parent entity Glenmark Pharma doesn't want? Okay, so pharma companies have three business options. They could, number one, spend years and billions of dollars in research and development to create path-breaking drugs. Then, you apply for a patent to protect the drug for 20 years. No one else can copy it during the time. Number two, wait for patents of popular drugs to expire and create copycats called generics. Or, you find ways to reverse engineer the final product and create the drug. These will be cheaper drugs that will be consumed by the masses. 
Number three, become a contract manufacturer for pharma giants. You will help supply the active pharmaceutical ingredients or APIs that every drug needs, whether a new blockbuster one or a patent-free generic. Think of the API as the raw material needed to make the drug. And pharma giants save costs through outsourcing. Pharma companies in India typically opt for the second option. It's an easier way to make an entry into the market. And Glenmark Pharma was no different. Over the past few decades, it built a formidable business in global generics. But the thing is, India has been heavily dependent on China for APIs. We import 70-80% to 80% of our requirements. So gradually, many Indian pharma companies decided they needed to build their own API business too. It would reduce dependence on these imports and help them control costs. It was a backward integration. And Glenmark Life Sciences became Glenmark Pharma's internal API wing. But Glenmark Pharma has other ambitions too. It didn't want to remain as just a generic drug player for too long. Competition was intense here and margins were lower. It wanted to be an innovator and making novel drugs requires time and money. Besides, Glenmark Pharma had racked up debt too and it decided to slash that quickly. Because it believed that its future lay in innovation and not just generics, it decided to first hive off the API wing. The low-cost backward integration wasn't its priority anymore. And soon, Glenmark Life Sciences found itself listed as a separate company on the stock markets. And guess what? Their API business has been booming. For starters, Glenmark Pharma only accounts for 30% of the revenues. They have built a solid pipeline of external clients to keep the wheels moving. Also, GLS has focused on chronic therapies in the cardiovascular, neurological, diabetes and pain management segments. Together, they contribute to over 60% of the revenues. And as a report by Bob Capps points out, because of the focus on these chronic therapies, the drug makers are willing to pay higher prices for the raw materials. And that has led to GLS earning EBITDA margins of nearly 30% compared to an average of just 19% for other API peers. You would also think that this trend of being able to command high margins would continue because they control over 30% of the global market share in some key drugs. So, there is probably some pricing power. Also, it has recently ventured into high-value oncology APIs that should give it a further bump up. It's not just that. The margins could even trend higher because the Indian government has been trying to reduce our dependence on imports. It wants domestic pharma to get into the API game fully. It's doling out incentives for manufacturers too. So Nirma might be able to snag these incentives and make a tidy sum of money for itself. Or maybe it will even help it achieve its dream of more affordable pharma drugs. So you can see why this makes sense for Nirma. But there's one more thing that could unlock quite a bit of value in the long term. And that's the CDMO or the Contract Development and Manufacturing Organization business. What's that you ask? Think of a CDMO as a partner to other pharma companies. They help in developing formulations, give regulatory support, provide the infrastructure to conduct clinical trials, handle product packaging and supply chain, and ensure quality. Everything, basically. They are an outsourcing partner so that the pharma company can concentrate only on the thing that matters, which is innovating new drugs. And because a CDMO is an everything partner, they can squeeze higher margins from their clients too. If you glance through GLS's annual report, you will see that they expect this segment to become a big contributor soon. So yes, 
While GLS seems to be in a good spot, we will just have to see if Nirma can carry the baton forward and continue this success. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Finshots Daily is available on a bunch of streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Until next time.